Welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. A prepared John Schmelk, a somewhat unprepared Jeff Eagles. Oh, it's just a microphone. I could have yelled to get it over here. Thank yeah, you, though. Minor, minor thing you need to do a podcast sure. is the microphone. Hold on. Let me turn my phone down because I know I'm very popular. People will be calling me. Big Blue so. Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Enter to win the ultimate VIP game day experience courtesy of Coors Light. Text VIP to 90464 for more details. Thanks for being with us. Giants at 2-2 two and two in the NFC East tied with the Eagles in second place behind the 3-1 and one Cowboys who, by the way, have to play the Green Bay Packers this week. Uh, the Giants take on a different NFC North team. They welcome the Minnesota Vikings into MetLife Stadium. And Jeff, I'll start here, and I watched all four Vikings games on tape over the course of this week. This is a defense of the likes of which Daniel Jones has never seen in his football life. <laughs> yeah, well, they're very good against the run, so that's we know that. Very active up front. Um, and you got Mike Zimmer, who is a great coach. Going to throw some things at this this rookie quarterback they hadn't seen yet. And by the way, before he was a secondary, before he was a defensive coordinator, he was a secondary coach, by the way. Okay. Just yeah. saying. With the Cowboys, was that? Um, which, no, Bengals. No, which I think one? it was Dallas, actually. Was it Dallas? I think yeah. it was Dallas, yes. Um, no, but they're, they're, they're stout. They are just reading through statistics here and looking at this thing. They're six total against the Giants, who are sixth offensively in the right. National Football League. So, good matchup there. They're a good scoring defense. They're fifth in scoring, John. Um, third downs, really, really good on third down. They're fifth in the National Football League. Um, <clears throat> that's what you're going to have to do, convert some third down to keep that offense from the uh, Vikings out the field. And then the other one that kind of sticks out to me is big plays. Okay, so, and that correlates to, guess what? The Giants give up a lot of big plays in the defensive side of the ball. Are you already switching over to the offense? No, I'm just saying. I'm, no. I'm just saying. Just saying our defense gives up a lot of plays. They oh. do. And and we will get to that in a second. To me, what makes the Vikings special to me as a defensive team, Jeff, is one, the scheme is good. Uh, you watch them on tape, and they disguise their coverages very well. Okay. They show two high safeties a lot, and then Harrison Smith will just charge either right before the snap is, is made or right after the snap. He'll be at the line of scrimmage and literally sprint back into a two-deep cover two or cover four type coverage. So they will try to do a lot of different things to confuse Daniel Jones pre-snap. And then from that's a s schematic standpoint, which I like. And then they'll blitz a lot on third downs. They won't blitz a lot before that. They're not a heavy blitz team, but they're good at bringing pressure. They want to get there with four, which a Mike Zimmer defense likes to do. They're also... Because they can. They also have playmakers at every level of the defense. Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin, excellent edge rushers, arguably two top five edge rushers so far this year. Linval Joseph inside, Kendricks and Barr at linebacker. And then you have Rhodes, Waynes, Harrison Smith, who's an excellent, excellent safety. Nobody talks about him enough, but he really you know, might be the best safety in the league. And then the guy next to him this year, Anthony Harris, has an interception. He's played pretty well. So they're schemed up well by Mike Zimmer, and they just are very talented with playmakers at every level. I'm looking at the stats here. Linval Joseph is, um, I mean, he's one, two, three. He's tied for fourth. On tackles on the team. Yeah, he's two sacks, too. And uh, so he's just a solid player. You know, a long time ago when Giants weren't able to get him to stay here, you kind of knew you lost a good one there. But, you know, I'll tell you what, though. Dexter Lawrence reminds me a little of Limbaugh Joseph. Yeah, somebody actually asked me an interesting question the other day. Not on the air, but I'm going to ask it to you now because I thought it was an interesting question, and I was kind of on the fence about it. If Dexter Lawrence's career ends up being Linval Joseph's career, would you be satisfied with that given where they selected him in the draft? Yes. Yes, I would. I would. Yeah. I would expect maybe one more, another pro. I don't know what Limbaugh has gone to the Pro Bowl or not. I, I don't know. But I think that if you got to get a Pro Bowl out of um, Dexter Lawrence. I think me, you need a little bit more pass rush out of him too. Yes. And I think he's capable of that. I agree. But Linval Joseph is a very consistent player. Day in, day out, year in, year out, he's giving you some production, which I like. So from that aspect, yes, I do. A couple other things on their defense, some advanced numbers that I managed to pull out over the course of the week. In terms of total pressures created by a defender this year, and that includes sacks, quarterback hits, and hurries. Which one is it? Dino Hunter is tied with Khalil Mack for the most in the league. That's impressive. That's how good he's played. 27 total pressures. Okay. Everson Griffin is fourth with 23. Hunter will be lined over Mike Remmers. And Hunter will be lined up over Hunter over Emmers, and Griffin will be lined up over Nate Solder. So that's a number right there. The Vikings only blitz, Jeff, 
33 times this year. 24th in the league in terms of blitz rate percentage. But they're 7th best in the league in terms of putting pressure on the quarterback. 38% of opposing teams' dropbacks, they get pressure on. That is 7th in the league. Exactly. So they get pressure without putting... Well, like you meant, they, they're they, secondary at risk. Exactly, and they 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 rush with those four guys, and they get a lot of production out of them. The other thing that I like too, Pro Football Focus keeps tracks of what coverage teams play in the backfield, mm-hmm. right? So, how about this? The Vikings don't play any individual coverage more than twenty five percent of the time, but they'll run cover one, cover two, cover three, which is three deep, and cover four, which is quarters four deep. For the folks that don't know, cover one is man to man, single high safety deep. They'll run each of those somewhere between 13 and 24% of the time. So when I say they split their coverages very evenly, they split their coverages very evenly. They can play zone. They can play man. They can play single high. They can play two high. They can play two high man under. They do every type of coverage you can imagine enough so that a team has to respect it. And that's why for me, Jeff... Correct. This is the biggest challenge of the yep. year for Daniel Jones. Not only does he have to decipher these coverages, but he has to do it while getting pressured by the defensive line of the Vikings and the pressure that they bring. So that's why, to me, this is going to be Jones's biggest challenge of the year. And Mike Zimmer does that on purpose, like you said. He's got those coverages back there that he wants the quarterback to be confused. Um, they'll, and I don't know how many, how many times he disguise things, but they're pretty good at probably doing that also. No, they, they do. And so the other thing is, is that you know, we know that Daniel Jones is a smart guy, but he's also an inexperienced guy too. So mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna create a problem. Um, the other thing is that offensive line has got to be able to handle the pressure from those four guys because you know what? Then the other guys are gonna cover everybody. Bingo. Now so, getting Golden Tate back is gonna help. Of course, we yeah. haven't mentioned their corners yet. Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes. Uh, they got a couple other guys back there. Mike Hughes was actually a high-round pick. Mackenzie Alexander was a high-round pick. Those are two of their backups. Jaron Curse plays some nickel for them. He's done a good job as their slot corner. So those are guys to keep an eye on. Uh, you mentioned their third-down defense, Jeff. Very, very good. This is the one I like the best, though. Mm-hmm. How about this? On third down and less than four yards, opposing teams are only converting 29% of the time. Less than how many yards? Less than four Third, one, two, and three, 29% conversion rate. That's <laughs> nuts. And by the way, 10 or more yards, 7%. Seven. Seven. Sounds like the, sounds like the, the New England defense. They're pretty good, too, in that category. They are excellent. And they don't allow big plays either. They've only allowed 10, plays of t- 10 passes of 20 or more yards, tied for the fifth fewest in the league. They haven't allowed one run of 20 or more yards. So this team and defense... They are good. This is my favorite one, by the way, that I pulled. And then we'll go to the other side of the ball. I want one more after that. Okay, no problem. The Vikings have only allowed an average of 3.8 yards after the catch per reception they allow. Best in the league. Good coverage. Which means they tackle. And they're on, they're on you. Exactly. So you catch the ball, you're going down. And the Giants last week, and even to a certain extent the week before, really relied on catching those short passes and then running with the football, right? Well, the Vikings don't let you do that. So that'll be another challenge on top of things for Daniel Jones, where he's going to have to get a lot of his yards through the air rather than relying on throwing the shorter pass and having his guy run with it. Quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks versus Mike Zimmer as a head coach since 2000. 15 losses, seven, 15 wins, 17 losses. And they used 2000, by the way. That's when he became defensive coordinator for the first time with Dallas. Oh, so this is, okay. Yeah, yep. right here. Mm-hmm. It's a DC. Okay. Yep. Um, and Atlanta in 2007, he was the defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, 08 to 13. Right, so. I'm saying, but he started in 2000 sure. because he wasn't a DC until So all then. his against Mike Zimmer, right. the rookie quarterback, not good. 177 <laughs> yards per game. Yeah. 28 interceptions to 27 touchdowns. This is going back 19 years, folks. Okay. Um, and a 73.3 passer rating. So um, tough going. But you know what? I think that Pat Shermer understands this roster, understands what he's going to need to do. Uh, they practice against this defense forever. I think they have tendency that they know as a young guy what they're going to have to do to help them, and they will. Now offensively for the Giants, uh, for the Vikings rather, which means for the Giants <clears throat> defense, things are going to be a little tricky because injury report did come out today. And I should mention, by the way, Saquon Barkley will not play in this game uh, with that. High ankle sprain. So we'll see about next week. I think, you know, he apparently did do some work out there, well, according okay. to media reports. For what everybody saw on TV and everything, and it looked like, oh, my. This, but he is superhuman, right? I mean, he is the guy superhuman. Is crazy, but which he, is well, why he also 
have to be super careful. Right. If I had to bet still, the earliest he'll be back was Arizona. That's what I said before the injury. I'll stick with it. But would I be shocked at next Thursday? No. But anyway, we'll see about that. Yeah. It's a short week. It might hurt him in that respect. But the two other guys that are, to me, more important on that injury report, obviously Ryan Connolly's on mm-hmm. injured reserve with the knee injury. Let's He'll get there. surgery next couple weeks. Well, no Alec Ogletree hamstring, and Tay Davis isn't at a concussion protocol yet. Okay. Which so. means you got David Mayo, you got Nate Stupar, and then you have their new addition. I'm not even sure if he's on the flip card here. He's not. Peace. So that's his last name, by the way. So that's going to be interesting, and I wonder if we're going to see some of those packages we saw at the end of the Redskins game where they play that big dime package and Peppers is playing a virtual linebacker spot. The problem, and this is where I was going, Jeff. That's a big problem. They have Dalvin Cook, and and he's really good, and if you play a bunch of small guys up front, they will run the ball all over you up and down the field. Yeah, so it's imperative that one of those linebackers doesn't get hurt. So that you have to go to the like you said and have Peppers in there playing linebacker like they did last week, they will destroy them. And obviously Josiah Taufa too, the rookie undrafted rookies on the roster as well. I wanted to say that guys, but I just couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> That's why I didn't say. It. I knew about him. They brought him up in the practice squad. He's on the active roster, and I Texas can't pronounce San, his name. Texas San Antonio. So really, there's well, let's only do it fifty-two me. guys on the roster, we'll and do it one that I can't pronounce. Are you ready? Tawa. Tawa. Effa. Effa. Tawa. Effa. There you go. There you and go. By the way, did you hear that well they done. brought Tau Effa up from the practice squad? They, they did, Jeff. Yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Tau Effa. By the way, if you folks that, the folks that don't listen a lot, there are two things you should know about Jeff Fiegels. Mm-hmm. His memory sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the to a second point. part. To a point. He can't pronounce anything. It's tough. <laughs> Man, it's really so tough. Those are the two things that you should know about Jeff Fiegels. And, and, and he was a pretty good punter. That would be number three. Other than that, Who is, is cool. eligible for the Hall of Fame this year, by That's the way. Right. Just FYI. So, all right. Tower Effa. So, talk to me, Jeff. How does this giant defense now deal with this Vikings offense, who's one of the heaviest run offenses in the league, second heaviest run percentage in football behind the 49ers? They'll pound it. Doesn't matter if you've eight men in the box or not. They will run it and run it and run it some more. Uh, I'll give you some numbers on that if you like, but I can well, just tell you they run it a lot. They do, and they're going to run it a lot because they're Mike Zimmer's offense. And I, I, it's going to be interesting to me to see if Mike Zimmer is pressured by the news all week about Adam Thien not throwing the ball. I'm not getting the football. Is it coming from the diva room again? Is this a total diva package thing again? Well, for the folks that haven't heard, let me sum up what actually happened. So last week, the Vikings get... Shut down by the Bears. They, they score six points, but that's even late in the fourth quarter. It was basically 16 nothing the whole game. They get locked down, okay? They can't throw it. They can't run it. They can't do anything. So after the game, Adam Thielen's quote, at some point, you're not going to be able to run the ball for 180 yards, even with the best running back. That's when you had to be able to throw the ball. You have to be able to hit the deep balls. That was, I think, on Sunday or Monday. Okay. Kirk Cousins comes out and actually apologizes for missing him on a deep ball or two. And I, by the way, I watched the tape. Kirk Cousins was getting the you-know-what beat out of him in the backfield. He didn't have much of a chance. Yeah. And then Stephon Diggs, their other receiver, and both their numbers are down, a lot of it because they just are choosing not to throw the ball as much as they did in the past. Yeah, because they're running the football. He chooses mm-hmm. not to show up for practice on Wednesday, and then when he comes in on Thursday and practices, they ask him about a rumored demand for a trade. He comes out and says, oh, there are th- there's truth to all rumors, but... I'm not going to comment on that one specifically. <laughs> so there is some trouble brewing in Minnesota, and you wonder if that means they're going to open it up a little bit this week and, and maybe try to throw the ball down the field to these guys a little bit. Well, they're not going to have to if they can run the ball with, with Dalvin Cook, period, right? So, And I think that you know defensively, the Giants are going to have to just have a lot of integrity in the middle of the field and up front. Gaps, make sure you're getting in there, pad level, Physical, physical football. The guy you got to you got to tackle him. He's a he'll break tackles on you and get outside and you're gone. The other side, the secondary is going to come down and play some good defense. But listen, and by the way, you're right. He's a big play guy. He had a 75 yard touchdown run this year. Cool. He will bust it and go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other thing is, is that if the Vikings can do what they want to do running the football, Kirk Cousins is going to be able to throw it on you because they'll just they're a balanced offense and they'll set the pass up with that run. And I think that those young corners that are out there, they have to be play sound football okay be on your guy be like the vikings cornerbacks and safeties where they only get three yards after a catch that's what you can you can handle that you can't give up the big plays and by the way when i look back at the thing like i told you the the vikings on offense okay are ninth in the nfl in big plays 
All right. So do you think the Giants have some big plays? They're only 16th in the NFL. Yeah, look, the Vikings, they only have 11 completions of 20-plus yards. It doesn't sound like that's a lot. Oh, I'll take that back. The Giants, the Giants are fifth in the NFL offensively. Correct. Right. On big plays. That's okay. But yeah. look, the Vikings, they don't throw the ball down the field much, but when they do, they're very successful. On passes that travel 20 more yards in the air, Kirk Cousins leads the NFL with a 139.2 quarterback rating. Well, maybe that's why Adam Thielen's saying that. Dude, you're good throwing the ball down the field. Let's go. Well, you actually have to call pass plays. And I think that, and that's the thing. I think unless they change their philosophy and don't run the ball 59% of the time on second down or 59% of the time on first and 10 or 60% of the time in the first half, that's what these numbers are going to look like. Well, you know what? When you have a defensive coach, you know that he, he loves to run the football and play defense. And, you know, Cousins is your classic, you know, middle road quarterback, you yeah. know, 20th ranked, 15th to 20th ranked quarterback in the league. You know, if things around him are going well, he's going to look great and he can make some really high level throws. You're like, wow, what a throw by Kirk Cousins. Then you have some plays you're like, oh, my God, what is Kirk Cousins doing? Well, yeah. and, and, and that's going to depend on their protection. And that's their weakness. And if there's something for the Giants to exploit, Jeff, it's the Vikings offensive line. You can... Exploit okay. them and get pressure on the quarterback. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because you think about the Giants in the last two weeks. They've done that. They've they've gotten pressure. They've gotten sacks. Okay, L late pressure though. Generally but they're getting speaking. there. Yes, they're getting there. Okay, so um, and it's been a question that we had all year about: Is this defensive line? Are they going to get pressure and get some sacks? And they're coming through with it to a point. Um, the other thing is that we've seen Kirk Cousins play. We've seen him play down in Washington, and we've seen him stink up the joint, and we've also seen him throw for 360 yards before. I don't know which one's going to show up. You really don't. I would have felt much better about this game if the Vikings were coming off a really good game last week rather than a really bad game last week. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, I, you know what? And a lot of times what happens with, with professional football players is they, they eat that, 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 that eats at them until they can get back on the field again. Now, it is a road game. That helps. It does. It's outdoors. Um, it's gonna, hopefully, it's going to be a beautiful day. But, you know, the Giants are at home. Crowd behind you. Coming off a win. I think <clears> there'll <throat> be a lot of energy in the building again. And, Should be. Um, I just think that the Giants have to play smart. If they, can't, if they don't turn the football over and give this Vikings offense a chance just, just to, to score on a short field, they can stay in this game. If not, it's going to get out of hand. Yeah, Jeff, if the Vikings win the turnover battle in this game, Done. game over. It's game over. The Giants over. just are not good enough to come back from that. Um, I see that, you know, I, I, it's just going to be a, yeah, exactly. It could, it could get ugly. It could get ugly. Yeah, I think that this is a game where if you're the Giants, you need to, you know, get a strip sack, fumble, either return it for a touchdown or start your possession inside the 20. Maybe the special teams has a, a return for a touchdown. Maybe, you know, the Vikings cornerback commits a really bad pass in the fierce penalty, like 60 yards down the field and the ball gets moved down, you know, things like that. Because the Vikings are a really good team and the giants are going to have to take advantage of every opportunity. If the giants play yeah. the way they did against the Redskins last week, they're not going to win this game. Mm. They turn the ball over four times. You can't do that. You ain't winning the game. If you do that this week. Yeah. All right. And the Vikings defense is a lot more fierce than the Redskins defense. Right? So, that's the bottom line, folks. You have to play good, smart, sound football, try to make some big plays along the way, and that's how you come away with the game. The Vikings are a better 2-2 two and two team than the Giants. Let's just keep that in perspective. Well, I just think, just, right? just, I think they're right now they're at a different stage of their development as a, as a team. This, this Viking team's been together for years. Look at these scores. I guess I'll give you an idea of their defense that John started the show with. Against the... Falcons 28-12. They gave up 12 points against the Falcons, 16 against Green Bay, 14 against Oakland, and 6 against Chicago. 16. 16, excuse me. Yeah. Wait a second. I'm reading them backwards. They've given up 12, 21, 14, and 16. That's it. Still very good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, bottom line, don't turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. Run the football. Mm -hmm. Be good on third downs. Okay? And you got to be good on first down. Well, you know what? Because if you get into third and long against this team, you're finished. Well, the numbers you <laughs> you're finished. You're finished. So you yeah. have to be good on first down. It's a lot opposite than remember last week the Fal uh, the Redskins. They were they were horrible. If you get in three and three, <laughs> third and seven and longer, they well, gave look, up like sixty seven percent. Folks, not to pat ourselves on the back here, but that's what I'm doing right now. If you would have listened to the show last week, we would have told you that the we told you that the Redskins third down defense was terrible. And what happens? Horrible. Eight of twelve <laughs> exactly. for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, no question. And you know what? We knew that going in the game, and so did so did the Giants' offense and the coaches and the players knew that too. We got a chance on third down. 
We got a chance on third down. We can make some plays. It'll be a lot tougher this week. Uh, other things with the Giants. Obviously, some roster moves this week. Benny Fowler, TJ Jones, let go. Golden Tate is back. How yeah. does he, you think, help the Giants this week? Well, I think he helps the Giants in many ways. I think that, one, having that guy that's, that can be a potential playmaker. He's a big third down guy, right? Okay, we know that. He's, he gets yards after the catch, which is a big plus for Daniel Jones on critical third down plays. Okay? Yep. The other thing is, I think, some leadership. Um, you know, obviously Sterling Shepard is the the veteran guy in there without Golden Tate, but I think that kind of helps things a little bit. And I also think that it, it, it's going to enable the formation to be able. You got now you got you've added another guy in there, so you got Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. Well, now you got Golden Tate, so that's another element that the offense has to. Um, I'm interested this week. I know Golden's coming back. I, I want to see how um, Goldman responds to being a back-to-back guy coming into this game this week. Um, I thought he ran extremely well last week. I think he's ready for the spotlight. I think he understands his role. As we always say, he stays in his lane. He knows that Saquon's the guy, but when you need it, he's going to give it to you. It's a great, it's a good, good situation to have. Giants are lucky to have a back like this guy, but they did draft him in a he, third round. He can fourth. Was it fourth? I think fourth. Remember, he can do it all, and that's the good thing. He might not be elite at anything necessarily, but he runs downhill. He can pass protect. He can catch. No question. That's the beauty of Wayne Gallman. And, you know, we, he answered all of those questions last week that, we, that you asked him. And, and one of some, I think it was you. Did you have the interview with him last week? It was like it, it's kind of somebody asked him, like, how are you ready? And he basically spelled it out for us. I'm ready to catch the football. I'm ready to block. I can block. I can do this. He did it all. He did it all. So, um, Fourth round, you are correct. Fourth, Fourth round, yes. Yep. And by the way, just to throw it out there too, if you want to go check out the Giants Huddle podcast, folks, you can. I talked to Golden Tate this week. I did about 10 to 12 minutes with him. We had a nice conversation. You'll hear part of that on our pregame show on the radio. I asked him if he thinks he – this was Thursday now. And I asked him if he thought he could survive a full complement of snaps this week. And he said, look, um, it was about 90 degrees and humid on Wednesday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> and – once I got my second win, that was okay. But the good news is he woke up on Thursday and his body didn't feel like it was super sore or messed up where he couldn't handle it. So I think that's a good sign. I would say, what, about 60 to 70% of the snaps for him? Do you think that sounds about right, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see why he can't be in there for those. I mean, I, I obviously, he's they can show that he's in shape coming back. You know, I mean, you want to kind of ease him into a little things. I mean, he hasn't been hit in a while and he hasn't been running like game style stuff either so real quickly i was just looking at this viking offense if there's ever a you know this team is 31st in passing per game but again that's because of volume now but they're my choosing my, not to throw my point is is that if there's ever a time when you want to get right week you know do you come back and you attack a defense that gives up so many big plays in the passing game could right. that be you know so um, we'll see. One of five teams that have had fewer than 250. Yeah, again, it's it's the volume. You're right. You can't. It's, you know, if you one of five teams and how many attempts you got to lose the attempts there. Right. You know I, mean, I mean, the one number I picked out. People talk about how bad the Vikings are on offense, and you know, you do what 31st in passing yards per game, right? I think the Jets are the only team that's worse than they are, and they've obviously onto the third string quarterback. Not their fault. Um, if you look at yards passing per pass play, they're ranked 16th in the league. Okay. And yards well, per they, pass play. So number that, one, big ball. So and, and I think that shows you where they really sit when you look at them as a passing team. I think they're a middle-of-the-road passing team with those receivers. They have good weapons. Kyle Rudolph we didn't even mention. Irv Smith we didn't even mention. But again, you disrupt that by getting after the quarterback. We'll see if the Giants can do that. Big Blue Kickoff Live is brought to you by Coors Light. Enter to win the ultimate VIP game day experience, courtesy of Coors Light. Text VIP to 90464 for more details. Let's go to Joe in Pennsylvania, who will lead us off today on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hey, Joe. Hey, hi guys! Great to talk to you. Hi, Joe. Uh, what, I, what I was thinking, and Paul was saying earlier during the week, and that I, if we're hurting there at the linebacker, and and that, and and they're going to come out and run the game, maybe we should come out with a five-man front there, defensive line, you know, and two deep, and four 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 guys behind them there, you know. No, but Joe, remember you dare them to throw the ball. Let them go down, take away what they want to do. Yeah, but Joe, you basically are playing a, a, a five-man front because you have your three defensive linemen, two and then you have your two edge players 
who do put their hand in the dirt anyway, and Marcus Golden and Lorenzo Carter, who is questionable for this game, by the way. So we'll see if he can play. If he doesn't, I imagine Zimenez will mm-hmm. go. So you basically are playing five guys there. You're worried about your inside linebackers that have to run to the football. No matter how many guys you put on the line, you need those inside linebackers to be able to navigate blockers and get to the ball carrier, bring them down. And by the way, the Giants have played a lot more zone defense, Joe. So these guys are going to have to be responsible for taking away those short passes over the middle, which really is one of the most challenging things linebackers have to do. Well, uh, okay, but just like I said, but let's play two two safeties deep in it and stop letting them get behind us for the big one. If they're going to earn it, let them earn the short passes all the way down the field. Well, they're going to run let's tackle and stop them. You know. Well, Joe, I'm just going to tell you if if you play two safeties deep this whole game, they're, they're going to run the ball down your throat. They're not even going to throw it once. They're just going to run it and run it and run it some more. Well, well, we'll just we ha- we just have to see. I, I we got to put more guys up on the line then and and to stop the run and make them throw the ball. And when they do, we tackle them. Think- you know, but that's the way I'm looking at it. You know, yep. because uh, whatever. But uh, he's going to get his uh, baptism. I think. Do you think ne- next week New England's an easier? Uh, defense to go against? No. I, I have not studied the Patriots defense, but I would never say the Patriots anything is easier than anybody. Yeah, I, I think the first <laughs> few games they kept everybody, they were shutting everybody out their defense. No, they have, they have a very good defense, Joe. And again, sure. I, I, I haven't studied them yet, but I will not. Look, the Patriots right, are good. with Belichick and that, that's for sure. And then, uh, you know what I mean? Then later uh, we have the Eagles and the Cowboys defense again, so... Uh, we're we're really going up against uh, some some good defenses, and Daniel will get his baptism. So, uh, but uh, that's all I have to say. But go Giants, and uh, you know what I mean. There's a lot of excitement. Don't turn the ball over and make them earn everything. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate the call. Just remember, you can't simultaneously play two safeties deep and then crowd the line of scrimmage in the run game. No, then you would have to take one of your yeah. You're gonna have to have it's uh, unless you're playing 12 men on the field. <laughs> That's not gonna yeah. work. Well, you, if you're gonna crowd the box with another safety, you gotta play that single high with the, and then you gotta bring the guy down in the box or and, have or. Yeah. And Jeff, consistently, when have the Giants given up big plays? Well, when they play single high safety, man yep, to man. Yep. So you you gotta pick your poison a little bit, you know. All right, let's go back to the phones and say, what's up to Matt in New York? He's up next. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. So, uh, sort of building on what Joe was asking about, I think really the key to this game uh, for the Giants defensively is trying to stop Dalvin Cook. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, I guess with all the injuries that we're seeing at linebacker, what do you guys think you would do? Um, Do you think you you play Peppers up in the box? Do you slide Carter inside? What's the best way to really – try to stop the run game on the defensive side of the ball. Well, it's a good question. Look, Carter's questionable. I don't think they'll move him to inside linebacker. I mean, I think early in these downs, Jeff, I think you bring the eighth man in the box and Peppers, and you challenge the Vikings to change their strategy, which has been run the ball on first down, and they've been stubborn. So you make them run eight-man boxes. There was an interesting stat I pulled this week, Jeff. Um, This year, the Vikings have run against eight-man boxes – 68 times, the third most in the league. So they will, if you bring eight guys up, they will continue to run the football. So what if, what if they run outside of that? I'm just, I mean, I'm just curious it's, if it's, you know what I mean? Well, how many carries does Dalvin Cook have? Yeah. I don't know that often. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's a hard task. I'm telling you, because like I said earlier, you got to pick your poison. Either you, you leave those safeties back in that too deep look and just have everything in front of you, but then you're putting a lot of pressure on your inside linebackers and that front seven. It, it's hard. It really is. Um, uh, I just listen. They got to play discipline, discipline, and just get in there and be physical and get in the gaps and and wrap up and make tackles. Um, if you take away that run, which is going to be extremely difficult, then that's how you can we, you can beat this team. You know what though? If you're putting B.J. Hill, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Dexter Lawrence, who are all first, second, and third round picks, right? Yep. Then they're yep. here to stop the run. Yes, they are. So. Go stop the run, boys. Yeah, and B.J. Hill, could, he needs to play a little bit better as far as getting some pressure. I mean, he hasn't had any sacks this year. Had five led the, led the D-line last year in him, right? I mean, the defense tackles. Um, but I, I just, you know, I think that Betcher will have a plan. Obviously, he'll come in there with something, and we're going to see what it is early because they are going to run the football. This game will be less than three hours. So I'm telling you. Don't tease me, Jeff. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> 
It would definitely be nice. Hey, last week I think we were at 258. Okay, there you go. But uh, it's a good question, and I think there's uh, nobody has a good answer, at least. Well, I, I, th I think you bring the eighth man up in Peppers, and you, you try to force them to throw the football, and you see if they can do it. And you ask your guys to cover. They're going to have to cover. You got anything else, Matt? No, that's it. Appreciate it, guys. All right, hey, Matt. Thanks, thanks for, for calling call. in. Let's go to Scott in New Mexico. He's up next. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? What's <laughs> up, pal? Uh, I was listening to your analysis, and, John, obviously the Minnesota Vikings are a tough defense, but I looked at the stats for the four teams they played, uh, the Falcons, Packers, Raiders, and Bears. And if you look at the scoring statistics, they're all in the bottom half, uh, just to give you no, an idea. No, but Scott, you have Matt Ryan, you have Aaron Rodgers in that group, all right? I mean, oh, come I'm on now. I'm about who they have. In the, I'm just going by the statistics. And if you look at the statistics, the Falcons in scoring are 27th in the league. Uh, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers are 17th. The Bears are 28th, uh, and I think the Raiders are 21st in scoring. This is an aggregate over four games. So all the teams that the Vikings played really are in scoring a lot of points. Scott, are I'm talking about are, the aggregate, the four games. So, Scott, the are Giants, you, hold on, conversely. Scott, Scott, hold on. Are you trying to tell me the Vikings sure. defense isn't that good? Is that what you're trying to tell no, me? No, 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 that's not my point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my point isn't. is that the Giants scoring, that's including the first two games, they're the 16th best scoring team. So, actually better than the other teams that they're playing, and I'm, that's counting the first two games of the season. So as good as the Minnesota Vikings defense is, and I agree with you 100%, they are a stout defense. But the Giants' offense is rather good the last couple of games, so I'm wondering if those well, Scott, let me ask you something. each other. Let me ask you something, Scott, real quick. How many sure. points was the Giants' offense responsible for last week? I'm sorry? How many uh, points was the Giants' offense responsible for last week? Uh, was it two? I think uh, the Preppers had the uh, touchdown, so that's one that they didn't have. Yep, so that's, uh, so, so, so that's 17, and then their first score came off a interception, interception which, right. which put the ball at the 25-yard line. So the Giants' offense wasn't exactly marching the ball up and down the field last no, week either. No, and I agree, uh, but I'm, just, I'm trying to get a, a, a complete picture of <laughs> the game going into it and also uh, if the Giants' offense – is better than anyone thought they were, and does that counterbalance the, the defense, which I agree with you is a very good defense. And that was really my question. No. Okay. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was curious about. No. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Okay. Appreciate it. Look, and look, look, Daniel Jones has moved the ball well. The Giants have, have done a real nice job with, with him as the quarterback. Uh, the big thing is that the converting third downs better. A lot of that has to do with him running for those first sure. downs on those third downs, and he deserves all the credit in the world for that. But... Well, I got to call on Monday, and I think I'm not sure what to think of the Giants yet. I know what I saw the first two weeks. We expected them to struggle offensively against the Bills because they're so good defensively, right? And you're missing Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate and all those guys. Not a surprise. Dallas going to Dallas first. We knew that was going to be a real tough game, right? These last two weeks, though, what are the Bucks? Are they the defense that was really good for their first two and a half games? Or are they the defense that got shellacked by the Giants in the final half and then gave up 500 yards of offense to the Rams last week. Mm. What are the Redskins? Did the Redskins, you know, they were hurt. They were really banged up last week. And where are they? Are they going to be one of the worst teams in the league? I don't know. So they're on four. For me, Jeff, these next two games for the Giants are really going to teach us something about them and exactly where they are and how good they are and how far along the path this team is. Off, for defensively for the Giants, the next two weeks are going to be very, very difficult. Okay, because the listen, the the Vikings are not a power. They're, they're not like one of the best offensive teams in the league, but they're good. They can they can get they can get you. They have a running game. They have a passing game. When they hit on all cylinders, they can. Then I don't even want to talk about next week. What what that's going to bring? And by the way, the reason I laugh, Jeff circled the Patriots' ranks in in, in defense, and literally every single one is in the top five. It's not good. And by the way, there's a lot of ones and twos <laughs> down the board there. In <laughs> fact, there's more ones and twos on, the, on all of those columns than there's anything else. So yeah, it is. Um, they are, their defense is scary. It's very scary. In fact, I, last year I remember seeing it on uh, at the stadium. They, they, were doing some, they were doing some breakdowns in the game. Their defense was only giving up 12% on third down. I don't, and that, that, that's just a flat-out statistic. Not less than third, three yards, more than seven. 12% on third down, period. That's basically... 
That's pretty good. That's that's <laughs> like you're not going to you're not going to convert this. You understand that, right? <laughs> but um, you know, so I think to answer your question, John, is that this will tell you a little bit about this team going forward. Offensively, they're getting better and better every week. I want to see how this this is the real time this is the first time we're going to actually see the acquisition of Golden Tate how it works for this offense mm-hmm. and what Pat Shermer had in mind by bringing him in here. So we'll just see how it's going to work, right? Because yeah. You've got all your horses other than Saquon. Well, I guess that's not all your horses. But you know, you know what I'm saying? You've got most of your guys here. I'll show you here. You have all your guys on offense but, except for Barkley. Yep, and for I sure. think I think that Gallman is not Barkley, but it, I think he's a, a serviceable replacement for him to get mm-hmm. you through games. So let's see. We're going to see. Well, we're going to th- see against a good defense. Yeah, and I think you start to learn about Daniel Jones too, right? I mean, yeah. teams now have two games worth of tape on him. He's not new. Teams are going to start figuring out, all right, on third downs no now, question. we got to make sure we either spy him or play zone so we can't get those runs for first downs. These are adjustments teams are going to make. Now, we'll see if then Daniel Jones can adjust back. And again, two of the best defenses in the league coming up. It'll be fun to see if he can do it. And Giant fans, here's how you look at it. If Daniel Jones comes out of these two games still playing really good football against these two defenses, the Vikings and the Patriots, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. That is a really, really, really good sign that you have a really good quarterback on your hands. Yeah, I think there's absolutely, and you kind of hope that. And at the same time, if he stumbles now and has a couple of bad games, that doesn't mean he's no good. It just means he's a rookie, and you're going to have bad games against good teams. That's just the way it goes. So if he plays really well, great. If he doesn't, that's just natural developmental stuff right there, and there's no reason to freak out about it. Yeah, and let's not forget that the Giants um, against Tampa, they got a gift. Right? I mean, that was a gift to win that game. It really was. And then last week, when you turn the ball four times, turn it over four times, you usually are not winning the football game. You just played a team that was decimated by injuries and was just horrible. And played very poorly. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at those two wins and you take them because you never are ever sorry about winning in the National Football League, ever. Just remember, go back to last year when we, when we sat here and people called up, well, we would have beaten the, 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 the Panthers if they didn't make the long field goal and the Eagles too. No, yeah. no, it doesn't work that way. A loss is a loss, a win is a win, and you take both as they are. No you get, question. Sometimes you're going to catch breaks, sometimes you're not. Yep, yep. And uh, Never say you're sorry for it. Never. Because, I mean, you would think, that 63-yard field goal, there's no way the guy's making that. And there's no way the guy's going to miss a, a, a field goal inside 40 yards. Bingo. It just doesn't work, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's skewed. It's, it's opposite. I'm excited, Jeff. I want to see how Jones handles these two defenses. So does, I so, think it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited for it. So does Pat Shermer, and so does Dave Gettleman, and so does this offense, because that's why he's in here. Okay? That's yeah. why he's there. He, and he's got to, he gives the team a chance to win. But I will tell you, if he's going to throw the football like he did last week in those interceptions, he's going to get bit by those. Those are You can't make those throws in the NFL. You can't do it. And last week, he didn't have to do a lot against Washington. That was the beauty of the game. The and again, this is not criticizing the quarterback. It's the fact that he didn't have to because of the job the defense did, what the Redskins were, and how the flow of the game went. This is a stat I gave on Monday, and I'm not sure if, if, if you got this stat. Last week, guess what Daniel Jones was on passes that traveled 10 or more yards in the air? As far as what, percentage-wise? or Yep, attempts and completions. Um, I know it's a real tough question, but just th- throw something out there. Six, like you want a percentage? or you Just give me like 5 for 10 or 8 for 12 okay. or whatever. Okay, more than how many yards? 10-plus yards in the air. Um, through the fee, he was 12 of 17? He was 1 of 6. What? I have no sense. He's going to show you I have no idea. Well, but that, that, that's the point, though. You well, know, was, he doesn't have to throw of his, it that it, far. Right. Of his 220 yards, over 160 came on yards after the catch. No idea. So he didn't have to do a lot last year. If you think that's going to work against the Vikings and the Patriots the next two weeks, it ain't. He's going to have to play more like he did against the Bucks. when, you know, people are like, oh, he played so good two straight weeks. He played so much better against the Buccaneers, folks. It wasn't even close if you look at the tape and, and, and you look at some of the advanced statistics. He was legitimately great against Tampa except for the two fumbles. Mm-hmm. Washington, not at the same level. But he did what he had to do to win the game, which is what winning players do, which is another good sign for his development. But I can't wait to see how he does against the Vikings and Patriots. I think it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. I think what hurts Daniel Jones is, is Saquon. I mean, that's oh, certainly, help. you know, so you got teams that they, they don't have to worry about Saquon. So they can really tee off on you a little bit more than they would normally. Um, you know, so it, it's just it's it's a it's a learning process for this yeah, young guy. It's be fun. And um, 
you know, we'll see how he handles it. I mean, obviously he's a smart guy. He's can figure things out quickly. That's that's the mo for him, and that's gonna you, that's gonna work for him. It's against good defenses that try to disguise things, and they get into, you know, get him in to commit something first, and then he can change the play or or know what's not gonna work against that play. Jeff, I, this is Big Ant on the caller list. I'm guessing it's Big Ed in Columbia, Big Maryland. Ant. What's right. going on, Big Ed? <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? It's yeah. Not- Man, Glenn we scared us. In Columbia. Woo, you scared us I'm there. I'm a little further south. What's, in Maryland, no doubt. What's up, Big Ed? What's up, guys? You can hear me good? Loud and clear, boss. Oh, great, great. Well, I did want to let you guys know my mom passed. Oh, I'm sorry, Ed. Sorry, Ed. Yeah, dealing yeah. with a whole lot here, but I have to thank the Lord for that young, dookie quarterback <laughs> that's taking the league by storm. <laughs> I told the guys, I told King David and Master Russ, I told them, now I'm telling you guys to, 14 and 2, I don't doubt it, I don't listen, I don't care about it, as long as we make the effort to do it. Do you realize these guys are a different team because he's quarterback? We love our Eli, we will always love our Eli, we need our Eli to get all the way through this. That's the whole point. But the team loves this guy, man. Everybody is rallying, but they can't get above them. But make sure they know that. Big Ed told him, you can't get above yourself. <laughs> you got to get in one game at a time. <laughs> I'll it's let them know, Big All 14 back. of them. <laughs> We're going to do damage. And even if Barkley can run, if he wants to, it's okay. If he's not ready, that's fine. But at least he does it. But most importantly, he's ready next Thursday for the ultimate battle. Because I'm telling you, you guys are right. I'm saying it too. These two next games are the biggest and the best and the most important games. Because we win these two, mm. everybody else knows we're ready for everything else. And we're good. We're with you, Big Ed. You got anything else for us? Yeah. Yeah, so much more, man. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let, let's get to it. Come on. You know... We just want to be right there. You know, we're not going to worry too much about the linebacker part. I know Conley's out, but we got some refills. So, therefore, we got to refill and refills. play gap control. That's the thing I wanted to make sure I said. Gap control. Gap control, because Carl's going to talk about it. Gap control with this game. Dalvin Cook is one small little slippery guy. We have to play gap control with this guy. As long as we, as long as we can play that D, man, we good. We're going to win it. We All at right. home. We got the advantage. I love you guys, man. I hope to see y'all soon. Y'all let me know when we can, when I can come you, up for a game. You can come up whenever you want, yeah. Big Ed. We'll be at the stage. We'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Thank we're, you, thank you, Big Ed. Appreciate the call. Sorry to hear about your mother. Yes, you have our condolences with you and your family. Hope you guys are handling that all right. Um, Hang in there, very Big sorry, Ed. Obviously, we always like to hear you call, but oh, he, he lifts the spirits of the whole show. He does. You know, I, 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 I got to deal with Lance Metal all week. He's such a Debbie Downer. I get Big Ed. He just lifts me right back. And up Big again. Ed comes with the with the term of the day. We got refills. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're writing scripts out there. We got a refill here. Look, I mean, this guy just bring him in. You know? Oh yeah, my uh, pen's out of ink. I'm gonna go to refill. Yeah, we're gonna refill. <laughs> I've never heard that term before in, in football before. We're just going to refill them. As a former football player, do you find that insulting? No, I find it hilarious. <laughs> it's a refill. Uh, two, hey, refills are just as good as the other ones, I guess. Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Enter to win the ultimate VIP game day experience courtesy of Coors Light. Text VIP to 90464 for more details. we got about 15 minutes, folks. I have a couple open lines if you want to get in. I got feel a free. Give you. us a call. Okay. So, you know... Th- I'm looking at this game note, this thing here. It says, it says, will Dalvin Cook get back on track after being shut down by the Bears? You watched all these games. What did what did, what did did Chicago do? I have not watched the games. Um, I will t- today and tomorrow. Um, what did the Bears do that, that, that they – that, that their Giants can't replicate? They're awesome. They are good. Well, they have, I mean, they have number 52. They have really good talent. Um, they have really good players. They have a really good scheme. I mean, the Bears are probably the best defense in football. Well, I mean, they certainly don't have a good offense. Well, here's the thing. You're able to crowd the line, right? Because they trust their cornerbacks and their safeties to, yeah. to deal with the Vikings in the defensive backfield. So, yeah. And one, I'm just wondering how many turnovers they got in that game because I think that that Bears defense, their, their secondary can get after – they right. get after it. They take away the football. All right, you want details? I'll give you some details. Yeah, here. Give me some All details. right, hold on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up the box score for you. 
Um, I did look at that game. I did by not the look way, at the stats. By the set. way, one other statistic on the opponents next week. I'm just just don't kidding. look at uh, no no I just saw this one okay what do you got? because it jumps off the page John uh-huh. this literally jumps off the page mm-hmm. look at this what jumps off the page okay look I'm not even looking right here this this stat this defensive in what jumps off the page somebody has ten takeaways as the pages literally that just jumps off there right it does so all right last week by the way the Bears. Uh, Held Cook to 14 carries for 35 yards. Cousins was 27 to 36 for 233, which actually isn't a bad stat line. But he was sacked six times for 51 yards, and a lot of those plays uh, came at the end of the game. They had two lost fumbles, the Minnesota Vikings, in that game. Okay, so they had to get away from the run, right? They ran the ball how many times? You said 17? They they threw it for 36? 16 times, threw it 36 in the first half of that game. They ran it 10 times, threw it 10 times. So they had to go to the pass in the second half of that game. Well, there's your... Listen, if the Giants can do that, then you got a chance. If the Giants cannot stop the run tomorrow, they're not going to win this football or Sunday. They're not going to win the game, period. All right, let's let's try to squeeze in these last four callers. Uh, Let's go to Nick in New Jersey, then we'll screen the rest of them. Nick, what's going on? Hi, Nick. How are you, fellas? We're good, good, Nick. What's up? All right. um, First of all, where do you guys... Where do you guys set up before the game, like during a tailgate? Because I'm going to be there Sunday for my birthday. My girl's taking me. So nice. Yeah, we will, will be. We will, we will be right inside the gate. So you got to you know use your ticket, go inside, and we're set up right at the MetLife gate at the stage at MetLife Central. The show's from 11:30 to 12:30. Check it out. 11 to 12:30. Yep, 11:30 to 12:30. And that's at the MetLife gate. Okay. You got it. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, uh, they need to do what they been doing which i think they're the only team right that scored on every opening drive yeah that's am a good, i correct yes that's a yeah. great stat well, you're correct do that this sunday that's that's the first thing they gotta do bingo you know and uh defense keep it up man it it started looking like i've been telling all the you know people sitting there putting their heads down and everything hey there's a lot of rookies you know what i mean they got to get it together and once they do you know you're gonna be happy you know it'd be optimistic you know because it's looking up i mean they could get worse, but like I said, they'd only get better in my eyes, you know, game by game, you know. So uh, everything's looking good. But uh, remember I was telling you, John, about – you said, I don't want to hear about high school. All I was saying is look at Daniel Jones. You see how he runs up the middle? Go all the way back to high school. He's been doing it since then. What I meant by that is he looks like he belongs. Every level looks like he belongs. And he's up here now. So far, so good. He's checking off all the boxes. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see more, to tell you the truth. I just, I can't wait, man. It's exciting. It, it, Appreciate it, Nick. It is. It's, it's exciting to watch. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the call. And, Nick, next time you call up, just turn the volume down on your speakers there. That's why we were very quiet, because we were kind of getting us back in our ears here. So, <laughs> you folks that are calling, that's great. Listen through your phone. Once you're on hold and you get screened by our excellent producers here, make sure you turn the volume down on the computer or phone or whatever, however you're listening uh, so we don't get any feedback when we go to the calls. 201-939-4513. Back to the phones. Let's go to Richmond, who's in New Rochelle. What's up, Richmond? How you doing? The name is Richard. Oh, I'm Richard? sorry, Richard. Have, go ahead. I have two questions. If the Giants are so worried about their personnel, uh, why do they need this third-string quarterback, Taney, hanging around them? What does it matter? They could, Who cares? They could use the space for somebody else. And the other question is, what happened to Love, the kid from Notre Dame, the fourth-round pick? I thought he was pretty good. Who do you want him to play instead of? Remember, he's a safety. Excuse me? Who do you want him to play instead of in terms of Julian Love? I don't know. I don't know that much about it. I, I, have no, I don't watch the practices. I have no idea, right. you know. No, no, that's, no, that's, no, no, no Richard, that's fair. No, absolutely. No, that's fair. No, look, the thing about Julian Love is that he's either a slot corner or he's a safety. Those are the two positions he plays, right? I think Grant Haley, despite the fact he got beat twice last week, and now we're lucky they didn't complete those passes, he's actually played fairly well. I don't think Grant Haley's been a big problem this year for the Giants I defense. Too. So I, I think, think I agree with you. Yeah. I just didn't know. And no, the other one is Tanny. Why do they keep him around? Why don't they just bounce him and use his space for somebody else, a linebacker or so forth? Well, real quick, and then Love, if you want to play him at safety, Pepper's obviously not going to go anywhere. Now, Antoine Bethea's had a couple rough moments this year. He has, maybe down the road, sure, but I think you want to give Bethea a chance as a veteran 
to, to help right this shipping. The last thing you want to do in a secondary is giving up a bunch of big plays is take the one big veteran you have out and put in the rookie in. That That's probably not going to help things. And Jeff, I'll let you take over the Tandy question. Well, I'll, let me comment on the love question. Yeah, First of all, you know, you, these guys are still, they're very young. So you're not just going to stick them out there because you want to just stick them out there. The guy's got to earn the right to get on the field. Especially when you're two and two. It, no, no question. I agree. And I, agree it, and I just don't, I'm not there, so I don't, I okay, just watch well, the game. I think that's so the real I, reason. I agree with you totally. Um, the, with Tanny, you listen, that quarterback room means a lot there. Okay, let's just, God forbid, something happen, does happen to Daniel Jones, and then Eli's your quarterback again, right? Well, who's your backup? I mean, you got to have a guy in there that, that knows everything. He's, they're going to stick him around. I don't think they have – listen, I know that it, it may happen. It, it's because it, you're right. There is a roster spot there every week. It does it, – he is inactive every week. Um, right. You, it's not like he's taking up an active roster spot on game day. He's inactive each week anyway, which I think is a really uh, good no, point. I understand right. that. Okay. Well, I just I, – you know, it's a good question. And thank you, Richard. It's one that we don't – I'm sure that has been asked many times sure. other places – but um, obviously, Pat Shermer values his presence in the building. He, and I think he, that goes a long way. And he said he wants as many people in that quarterback room as possible. Yeah. And I think people, I think the thought is that he helps Jones along a little bit. Now, I understand okay. why people are like, oh, you can do this, you can do that. You had the practice squad there. It's not like people were taking players off the Giants practice squad, right? No. And those are guys that theoretically the Giants think are the best guys that are available. Those are the guys they would have in their practice squad, right? At least of the guys that are eligible for the practice squad. Yeah. So they've brought guys up from that. And if they get to a point where they have enough guys that are hurt and they're over that six or seven player inactive thing where you're going to have to have you know injured players active each week, then yeah, maybe you get to a point where you decide to make a move. But I don't think they're there yet. And if they do make that move, John, they're going to tell they're going to tell Al, just hey, stick around. We're going to get you back. Correct. You know, it's yes. not going to be like we're going to cut you for the year. The other thing too is that. Let's look forward to next year. Eli Manning's contract is up. He will not be back. You next make year. a really good point. And yeah. Alex Tanny could, is going to be the backup to Daniel Jones. So you want to keep him around. There you go. 201 939 4513. Let's go back to the phones. Is this a second Joe in Pennsylvania? <laughs> Joe, are you calling me, me back? Me again. You I can't got, call. You can't I, call I, twice. I forgot to ask you is there on the Vikings injury report was uh, last week I think a key offensive guy uh, missed it is he is he scheduled to, to make it this week offensive lineman you're talking about yeah yeah Josh Klein I think is is the name uh, he I don't think we've gotten the injury report from the Vikings for today yet I'm looking at my email now oh I do have a Giants Vikings injury report I can tell you right now whether or not Josh Klein is going to play let's see Vikings and I can give you the full Vikings report too thank you see Joe you called back that was a good relevant question I appreciate it now we're, now we're going to go through the Vikings no, injury I, report I forgot about that thank you no no Boy. problem Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Um, Diggs practiced in full. Anthony Harris practiced in full. Garrett Bradbury, their center, practiced in full. And by the way, you know, we talked about him a lot going into the draft this year, Jeff. He has struggled. He's allowed 13 pressures this year as a center. That's bad. Well, rookies. rookies. It happens, right? Yeah, it happens. Josh Klein practiced in full. He's the one coming back from the concussion, so he's going to start a guard. That'll help him. Xavier Rhodes was full. Jaron Curse was full. Uh, their only two players that are out this week are Mackenzie Alexander, who is an elbow slash groin, and Kentrell Brothers, a linebacker with a hamstring slash wrist. Everyone else practiced in full, so I imagine, yeah, they don't have anybody even listed as questionable this week. So um, that's where they are, and I mentioned the Giants earlier in the show for those that missed it. Barkley, Ogletree, Carter out. I mean, Tarkley, sorry. Barkley, Ogletree, Tay Davis out. Lorenzo Carter is questionable. Yeah, I think Carter will play. I think he will. I think he'll probably play too. 201 939 4513. Let's go to final call of the show. And Ralph and Asbury Park will wrap us up today. Hey, Ralph. Hi, Ralph. Hey, what's going on, John? What's going on, Jeff? What up? How much, buddy? How are you? All right. I just had a couple points to make, and I'll take your comments. Go ahead. Um, yeah, one thing about, uh, one thing I noticed about the Giants fans that's been calling about Wayne Gallman, like, I give him a lot of credit for that last game. He had a good game. What I kind of did that because I know what kind of play it was. But from what I've been hearing, but honestly, we got to look at what we have in the building before we even look outside. Because I could have told you guys, I'm not, you know, I don't have Chris. But I had a good game because he's that type of a player. But uh, what you guys think about that? 
Look, I think people, and I think your phone's kind of cutting out a little bit. I think, Ralph, people are always looking, and, you know, specific callers are always looking for the sexy free agents that's going to come in and save the day. But the reason they have guys on the roster is for reasons just like this, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I didn't under, I, I couldn't under, I couldn't understand what he was saying with the call. It was so something about Goldman and I think whether or not they could, you know, people bring, were trying to bring in new guys like oh. C.J. Anderson instead of giving Goldman a chance. No, you know what? It's, it's it, here's the thing. When you bring people from outside the organization, it takes time. These guys aren't just plug and play players, right? I mean, you can put a basic package to you know these guys know running back plays and things like that. But terminology, it takes time to learn. But I agree with Ralph saying that you know there's guys in the building. You know, Hilleman is a guy that's been around for the whole the whole off season. He knows the playbook. He's serviceable, uh-huh. right? Um, Eli Penny, they put him in the other day because the other two guys couldn't hold on to the football. So these are guys that are going to get you through until 26 comes back. But it's good that these guys have some playing experience. I mean, John Hilleman is a guy that's uh, he got a lot of experience by playing in a regular season game last week. That's going to help him. He's got to hold on to the football, and so does Wayne Gallman. Both of them fumbled in the four-minute offense in the fourth quarter. Not what you want to see. Not in a four-minute offense particularly, because what are you trying to do in a four-minute offense? You're trying to win the football game. You're trying to make first downs and kill the clock. That's why they pay the yeah. big bucks for that type of analysis. You write Jeff. that? That's good. Yes. So, <laughs> Captain Obvious yeah. is in the building today. Ralph, Thank you. Ralph, what else do you got? <laughs> yeah, uh, my other point was, I don't know if you guys seen Golden Tate in practice. John probably has. Yeah, I'm going to ask Jeff this. As a player, I don't know if you ever took time off before, but coming off suspension or whatever it was, do you have to knock rust off or is he good to go? No, you got to knock some rust off. Absolutely. I mean, obviously he's um, he hasn't been running plays. He's might he's probably been conditioning and things like that. Um, but you know he hasn't been running plays. He hasn't doing any kind of football stuff on the practice field. So that's what it's going to take this week to get him in. And that's why John alluded earlier, maybe sixty to seventy percent of the snaps because you don't want to just put him full go out there. Um, uh, so, so we expect him to have basically have a slow start. A slow a slow start the game yeah well i mean he's gonna i mean listen i i think that he's gonna be in there uh, it depends on what you mean by slow start i mean is it going to be he's gonna start the game you know that he's he's the starting guy he's gonna play as much as the coach wants him to play but i think if the, if the offense gets in there and has 75 plays he'll i think he'll probably be in there 70 75 percent of them okay you know, right, hey, you know what? I'll give you the classic example. Look at the running back for the Chargers, who comes in and he, you know, he has he's been out all year, hasn't done anything, right? And then yeah, comes Melvin in, Gordon, yeah. Melvin Gordon comes in and they have to play him, and he pulls his hamstring. You know, that's yeah, the last thing you want to do. Rusty. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely rusty when you come because you know what? And and he's a veteran, so he understands game day preparation, the speed of the game, things like that, opposed to like a rookie who who doesn't. But I think if there's one thing he can do, he can come into a game right away and produce. Because I think that, that he's a veteran, he, he knows how to do that. But you got to be careful with him. It's same thing with Saquon Barkley. Appreciate the call. Right, same thing with Barkley. I, he, yeah, he's Superman, yeah. but you know what? You got to be careful because you don't want to. You know, you got to trust the doctors on this one. And and really, when you look at the New England game, you got a long week after that. You got ten days after that. Maybe you hold them back just one more week. You know, Jeff, we have two minutes. You know what that means. It's time Great. for everyone's favorite game. Yes, I is. like this. Did he play with Jeff Fiegels? I don't have a great memory. 22 NFL seasons. Wow. Hundreds of players. Fiegels with the Eagle. Let's see who Jeff remembers. You can make a mockery of my memory. Here's your host. That was just so... John <laughs> I, I sometimes think it's thousands of players. It is. It, it actually probably is thousands. <laughs> yeah, not hundreds. Hundreds is like... That doesn't... No. It's uh, thousands. You know, do you think you're up to a thousand? It's, it's pretty close. I mean, you think about it. Early in my career, there was over 100 guys on the team. Remember? Yeah, oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. All right, anyway, let's get to it. Did you, uh, by the way, I should give the standings. Jeff, at this point, is 14 and 12 I, for the game that people don't know. We, we put this in the, in we put it in the offseason mostly. We're too busy in the season. But we had two minutes, so I figured we'd do it. He's 14 and 12. I'm going to name a player, and Jeff has to tell me if he played with him. And if he did, what team and what position the guy played. Correct. Okay? Yep. So here we go. Did you play with Sean Farrell? Did you play with Sean Farrell? The answer, don't even go to that button because you're going to lose this one. Yes, I did. He was an offensive lineman for the New England Patriots in 1988. Bing, bong, one nothing, Fiegels. 
I'm not even going to play the sound effect. He's got it. <laughs> Very good. For some reason. Why do you remember him? I, I'll tell you why. Because for some reason, that was my first year in the NFL. I okay. seem to remember that roster the most because it meant so much for me to make the team. Okay. And I just know guys on that Sean team. Farrell. Who knew? Yeah. Good dude. He's from Southampton, New York, believe it or not. How about that? Did you play with Gartrell Johnson? Another Johnson. Did you play with Another Gartrell Johnson? Johnson? You know what? I don't. I, I don't recognize the name. I'm going to tell you that I did not. <laughs> uh, he was on your giant team in 2009, Jeff. <laughs> My last year. Ten games, played running back, ran it 13 times for 43 yards. Did you know Gartrell Johnson? Of course, I knew Gartrell. No, you Johnson. did not. Yes, you I did. Did not. <laughs> yes, I did. How do I not remember that? <laughs> I was just too too worried about. Probably retiring that year. Final, final, yeah, you already, you already put the stamp <laughs> on the envelope. <laughs> All right, final one. Marvin Allen. Oh, Big Marv. Did you play with Big yeah. Marv? Yeah. <laughs> no, I did play with Marvin Allen again on that Patriots team, right? And what position did he play? Running back. I told you about that team. You <laughs> I, win. I, I, see, you, are, you had already gone to that team before we started, so now I know I will not. I will no longer. I shouldn't have said that. No, you shouldn't have said that. I will no longer get 1980. Well, they're playing the Patriots next week, so I thought I'd give you a couple Patriots guys. For, for those that don't know this game, John likes to mess with me, and he and John is a big basketball guy. You know that, right? He will occasionally put a basketball player in there. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and, and, and a current one, by the way, yes. which I have no no idea what about basketball. So you could put somebody on the Knicks on there, and I, and I would, and I may say yes, I did play with them. That would be a funny, but that ain't gonna happen. No, I'm studying my Knicks roster. Are you sure that's not gonna happen? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. All right, a couple of Twitter questions, real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's get to those. I want to get to it. Where is it? There we go. It's Sorry. Time for tweets. Let's see what I get? Yeah. I haven't played the game in a while. I mess up. Dylan Davis, do you think Jack Rabbit shadows one receiver or does he play one side since the Vikings have both Diggs and Thielen? It's a good question because he didn't, he didn't follow anyone last week, but again, the Redskins didn't really have a number one wide receiver. Well, he tried to follow Mike Evans in the Tampa game. How'd that go? <laughs> that pretty much answers your question. So you think he's going to stick to one side? I do. If you had to match him up with one of those guys, who'd you match him up with? Adam Thielen. You? I agree. Yeah. There you go. Let me see if I see any other questions. No, those are the ones that I like. So that's what yeah. we'll do. Jeff, good stuff. Happy Friday. And remember, folks, enjoy your weekend. If you want to see more of us, which I, I, who could blame you? Well, you uh, can come see us at the stage. And you're going to have Lance Meadow and Paul Dettino as well. We'll be at MetLife Central for the Giants, uh, Coors Light Giants game day pregame show on the radio, which you could hear on WFN in New York. It comes your way on Sunday at 1130. Make sure you check it out. We'll be at MetLife Central, also on the air on WFAN. Then, of course, kickoffs at 1 o'clock uh, for Giants and Vikings. And then Carl Banks, Bob Pop, and myself and Lance Meadow will have the post game from the booth. I'll be in the locker room talking to the players after the game. Make sure you check that out on WFAN. For Jeff Eagles, Thank I'm you, John Schmelk. We'll be back on Monday. We'll review Giants and Vikings and already start getting ready for Giants and Patriots because it's a Thursday game. It's or a short around. week. Quick turnaround. Make sure you join us then. Have a great weekend, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Adios.